welcome back to another episode of the Rust Belt Rivals. I am Cleveland Browns fan Simon Siegel, joined as always by Pittsburgh Steelers fan Nick Angelo. Stat Boy Charlie is in the house for our 101st episode. And before we get started, folks, it took 101 episodes to get there, but we did it. For the first time in the history of the Rust Belt Rivals, all three of our teams are 1-0 to start the season. Welcome to the Victory Pod, fellas. Oh, Feels good. Victorious we are. And not to mention, not only are we talking about our respected teams that we root for, but our fantasy squads are all 1-0 as well. So we are off to a great season. Yeah, in fact, in fact, the league that the three of us are in, it goes Nick, myself, and then Stat Boy Charlie at 1-2-3. It seems like more of the league ought to be tuning in. Why aren't you listening right now? Come on. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're giving you gold. We're giving you gold. We're giving you free advice to even, you whoa, know whoa, what whoa. we're doing. We're not charging for this? Uh, I've been meaning to People talk to you about People make money this. off of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's quite the racket going on in the Philippines, but we'll talk after the show. Anyways, uh, let's get into it. Week one was... Tremendous. We're going to do the uh, two-minute drills. I'm sure Simon and I are going to talk about the Steelers and the Browns, and then we're going to jump right into what we expect for week two. But before we do that, do you guys, is there anything that you wanted to bring up from week one? I mean, so, you know, Nick, you and I were talking about this before the game started uh, this last Sunday. Every year, we go into the season thinking that we know how things are going to go. And as always, it turns out we don't know jack shit. Because, my goodness, if you told me that some of the teams that won this last week were going to win, I would have laughed in your face. There's something that I say every year. and The Colts are going to win the division? <laughs> That's, I mean, you're right. But let's not start sucking each other's dicks just yet. The NFL doesn't have preseason anymore. They don't, they're not, they don't practice. They're not allowed. These guys come out in the first three to five weeks, look rusty. Look what look at Denver, and we'll get into that in the fu- in the future. I guarantee you by midseason that offense will be humming along. But right now, there's a lot of new faces in new places, and they're just not connecting yet. So don't freak out. It's week one for, for fantasy points, and just generally speaking. R-E-L-A-X, relax. Overreaction Monday. It's the best Monday of the year. It is kind of fun. Um, But speaking of reaction, let's do the two-minute drill. Uh, I believe I won the toss this week, and I will be going first. So, Stat Boy Charlie, can you get two minutes on the clock as I give you my Steelers two-minute drill? Three. Two and a half. Oh, God. One. Go. Woo! What a ride. I'll tell you what, folks, after the week one victory against the Bengals, the Steelers record should be one and three. I mean, we lost that game three separate times. And boy, was it exciting. We all watched the the games together and there was a room full of people pretty much cheering against the Steelers. And I had to sit there and take it. And when we won, oh boy, oh boy, was I happy. But let's Take what we can from the game. The defense looked dominant. 
No one expected the Steelers to even hang with the Bengals, and yet we had pretty much won that game until the fourth quarter when you can't ask your defense to bail you out the entire game. Good teams find a way to win. T.J. Watt is hurt. T.J. Watt grabbed his chest. You could see his mouth and says, I tore it. A torn pectoral would be out for this season. Oh, no. All our hopes and dreams are gone. Three hours before that, we didn't have any hopes and dreams. But now T.J. Watt might be back in four to six weeks. This is what the season's going to be, folks, for the Steelers. It's going to be ups, downs, lefts, rights, and 55-yard field goals bouncing off the upright. And boy, am I ready. So buckle up. So that that game it was crazy. Was absolutely nuts. Fun. It was crazy. Jabbar Chase was eight inches away combined from scoring three more touchdowns. Like that was <laughs> the like, greatest non catch I've ever seen. I I do have a little bit of uh I do want to it's not a homerism, but like I keep hearing that. Oh, what a catch, what a catch, what a catch. The one that Deontay Johnson made was better because simply put, it counted. That was a one-handed grab on the sideline where he was backwards to the ball and got both feet in. Now, you you know, we're 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 literally talking about a matter of a shoelace here, and I'm not saying that Jamar Chase is bad or something, but I'm just saying Deontay Johnson deserves a lot of credit for that catch. And I just saying. But so I, I think now, obviously, TJ Watt out for a couple of weeks here. Uh, what's the deal with Najee? I, I think fantasy owners are probably curious about that. I'm sure you sure you were holding your breath. The fact that he didn't come in overtime. So what what's the latest there? Well, the, the one nice thing about it, that Najee was on the sideline during overtime and uh, it looked brutal. I, I said we, we were all together and I said, he broke his leg. He broke his leg and then he got up and ran off the field and you guys laughed at me. Um True. There's a there's he takes a lot of weird bends and tackles and apparently he's really into yoga so it helps him. I don't know, whatever. But the initial report is yeah, it might be like a high ankle thing, but he should be okay. He's questionable right now for week 2. Mike Tomlin had great Tomlinisms in the press conference this week. He said that it's good to be young. Basically saying that Najee will be fine. He'll he'll be he'll bounce right back. And then when they asked about Jalen Warren, oh, I heard this one. For those who uh, are thinking about scooping him up in your fantasy leagues, when they asked about Jalen Warren and if he's ready to ready to take on the challenge, Coach Tomlin said, "Well, he didn't urinate down the side of his leg, so that's a good start." <laughs> <laughs> uh, which, which actually made me piss my pants. So good, good work there, coach. Um, but yeah, I, there's something to be said here too, and I, I don't want to go off too long because I want to get I want to get the two minute drill for you, Simon. There's been an upbeat positivity coming from Mike Tomlin this season that I've never really seen before. Like he's usually, you know, his Tomlinisms. He says fun things, but he's got a grin on his face. He's making he's cracking jokes. He bought everybody. Did you see this, the the Nike all black shoes? They're just like super ugly. Like he bought everyone those on the team and left them in the locker room as like a as a gag. He was dancing on the video a la Juju. 
There's no way you're finishing over 500 this year. There's something. <laughs> yeah, so I'm a little concerned, actually. He's, try, he's, trying, to, he's trying to lessen the blow. He's I, like, oh, boy, I, we need some comedy I in this joint. I feel like this is, and now this is a total media thing. Let's take it and run. It probably has no valid truth to it. But I almost feel like now that Ben's gone, this is 100% Mike Tomlin's team. There's nothing left from the Cower era. Nothing. Colbert's gone. Roethlisberger's gone. This is Tomlin's team. And you just see the energy and, and the way they played against the Bengals, the defending AFC champions, it's rubbing off on a positive way. Now, now, now. Well, it's only week one. Don't start sucking each other's dicks quite yet. <laughs> Are you rubbing off? It's it's, But it's just nice to see. It's the way... I wanted to see the season start in an optimistic light, so I'm pretty pleased, but enough about me. Stat Boy Charlie, why don't you put two minutes on the clock? Simon, I believe it is your turn. Three, one and a half, go. Well, they say that being a Cleveland Browns fan builds character, but man, after this last Sunday, I could probably fill the MCU universe. For about 50 minutes, it looked like the Browns were going to do something remarkable. Not only were they going to win in week one for the first time in 18 years, but they were going to do it in fairly undramatic fashion. And then, just like always, it seemed that the Browns were going to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. <laughs> but then, ladies and gentlemen, Cade motherfucking York bombs a 58-yard field goal, giving us the lead and the win. He took home special teams, player of the week honors in the ASC, the first time a Browns kicker has done that since Phil Dawson back in 2005. And now, the Browns were very intentional about drafting Cade York. They took him in the fourth round. And while not all early drafted kickers go well, see Aguayo, Robert, by all accounts, the Browns' front office were thrilled. They were high-fiving each other when they made this draft pick. And if you followed the Browns, we've had some real struggles at kicker since Phil Dawson left the team. And so it's nice to have some stability there. And the game, in, the game was won by our defense. The defense looked dominant. And I expect them to keep that going these next couple of weeks. For 46 of 50 plays... They owned the Carolina Panthers. And yes, those four plays were brutal. Some blown coverages, that weird scoop and score by C-Mac. But if that team comes out with the same intensity against the Jets this week, well, buckle up, Flacco. You're in for a long afternoon. Perfect. I got On the two-minute mark. I got a question for you, Simon. I saw the... Uh, did you buy your iHeart... Cade York or what was I Cade York or what? it's it's it says I heart and then K and then uh then new is crossed out with a Cade over it and it says Cade York did you buy that t-shirt I, no because I'm traveling to Cleveland this weekend why pay for shipping when I can pick it up for free <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> haven't the Cleveland Browns fandom learned their lesson about t-shirts so our entire no. economy is based on t-shirts. Right? <laughs> it, it is entirely based on t-shirts and kielbasa. This one is is fairly innocuous. All I'm right, look, I actually I like the shirt. I think it's pretty cool. But I, I'm going to bust your chops because of the t-shirt history that the Steelers and Browns have. Of course, but God Almighty, 
It's the most fragile position in sports. He's a rookie. He's played one game, and so, already you got the T-shirt at Mojo going after him. At, at, and and yes, but yeah, at the same, he's got T-shirt energy. At the same time, at the same time, you know what? No one would bat an eye if you had that same energy about Justin Tucker, and he plays the same exact position, but. People draft him the 12th round of fantasy leagues, for God's sakes. Yeah. Higher. And so, listen, a kicker doesn't make or break a team, but it does make a difference. Those, sure does. Those plays are different. And as we saw from multiple missed kicks in your game, the Tennessee Titans losing to the New Jersey football giants. Crazy I mean, game. there were some insane... That, and we're, we haven't even gotten to the Denver and Seattle game yet. Sometimes because, kickers are so important that your coach will completely abandon all <laughs> rational thought and say, hey, why don't we try a 64-yarder? He might make it. Uh, so, listen, and I'll, I'll say one more thing on Cade York, though. The kids, do you see the draw on that kick? Like The draw on that kick fucked me up because I was like, oh, that's wide. And then it just drifted back. And that was good. That was good from '68. That was fucking yeah. Bombed. I mean, it, it was that was a look. That was a fun opening week. That's how you want to start. Uh, let's jump into the trip around the league. There is something that you did say about the game that we'll bring up when we get to the Panthers that I thought was really funny. So uh, a little teaser there. But Charlie, where are we going tonight in our trip around the league? Let's get some Kansas City barbecue. How, how does that sound? Mm. We're going. We got the L.A. Chargers uh, without Keenan Allen going against uh, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. So, I mean, the key right there is Keenan Allen. Yeah. I was really looking forward to this game. Um, I think if you've looked at the NFL schedule this season, it seems like a concerted effort was made to make Thursday night games better. Uh, after you know years of watching Jacksonville versus Houston on Thursday night, this is this is the Thursday night matchup you want to see, and. It's a shame that Keenan Thanks, Allen is out there. Uh, it's a shame that Keenan Allen isn't out there because I do think that that team is better when he's on the field. I think that the Chargers will stay competitive in this game. But man, Patrick Mahomes looked good. Tyreek Hill was not missed. Travis Kelsey is once again going to be tight end one. And that that team is going to be a hard offense to slow down. So I'm going to take the Chiefs in this one. I think it'll be close for a little while, but I think by the end of it, they're going to pull away. Yeah, I, look, both teams look good. Both quarterbacks look tremendous. Um, all you need to know about this, folks, is that there's no Keenan Allen, and as soon as that was announced, Vegas changed the spread. It was three and a half, and then as soon as he was out, it was four. That should tell you something. I don't think that the Chiefs are going to lose at home on Thursday night against their new arch rival Chargers. As for like little fantasy wise, if you're going to try to pinpoint the the guy besides Kelsey and Kansas City, good luck because I guarantee you that Andy Reid's going to have that offense completely. Get, you're going to be guessing all year round while Mahomes throws five, six touchdowns a game to the goddamn water boy for all we know. So I like the Chiefs as well. Uh, I think the charge. I think you're right. I think the Chargers' defense. This is where they're going to show up if they are going to show up this year. If they can kind of somehow slow down Mahomes and the gang, and Chargers are going to look okay. But yeah, I think uh, I think the Chiefs win this one, and I think I'm going to take them in my 50 unit Thursday minus four. So where are we head next, Charlie? We're going to Detroit. We got the Washington Commanders facing the Lions. Well, I, I'm going to say what um, Detroit lost a close one like I said they were going to and Washington surprised me 
Carson Wentz looked good. And I want to clarify that we are not Carson Wentz fans here. We don't really like him as a person, from what we understand. Uh, he's 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 not that great of a quarterback. I, I, actually, I actually don't think he's even going to start this week. He's he's got to be in mourning about his mom, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a throwback joke for those who uh, remember the the Prince and the Quarterback uh, episode. But he he's not a terrible quarterback either. Like, he's not Joe Flacco bad. We just don't really like him, and then he's obviously going to fall apart. My boy, Jahan Dotson, when I'm right, I'm right. I mean, he looked tremendous as a rookie wide receiver in his first game. But as for this game, I'm going to take Detroit at home because they are my darling pick this year. So I'm going to kind of uh, keep going with them until I have to not. I think they're them at home, I think that even though Jared Goff is questionable, that team fights. They play tough, and I think they're going to scratch out some victories, and I think the home opener for them is going to be the uh, – it's not the home opener, but it's going to be the first win of the season. So I I think I'm taking Detroit, but I, I'm going to hedge that with one big thing, and that's DeAndre Swift because that man did not practice yesterday, and if he is not able to go – I don't know if that team is quite dynamic enough. Jamal Williams is fine. He can get the job done, but DeAndre Swift made some huge plays. That He made some plays that made you think, oh, he, he could be that next Austin Eckler. But, man, I, I'm concerned. Missing a practice on, on, on a Wednesday is not a good sign. So keep an eye on that situation. That's definitely going to affect how I go in this game. Other fantasy nugget, Jahan Dotson. Scoop that man up. I think he is the future there in, in Washington, he is just because he was drafted late doesn't mean anything like he is going to be a good player. He was out there. He had two touchdown grabs. Um, listen, Scary Terry is going to make plays. Curtis Samuel, he's good. I think he's more of a wide receiver for I understand that if you, you're excited by what he put up this last week, but keep an eye on Dotson, especially I picked one, picked him up in my keeper league. I am excited about him for the future. So uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of his. I think this will be a close game, particularly if Swift is out, that is not in there. If Swift plays, I'll take the Lions. I, I do want to say something about Jamal Williams, though. Uh, the first ever inaugural RB's RB2 star of the week. I'm going to say he's one of the greatest Steelers of all time. And by that, I mean touchdown Steelers, because that vulture took two from Swift <laughs> last week, and it was infuriating. <laughs> Where are we going to next, Charlie? Very good tie-in with the Rust Belt rivals there. Uh, we, we've got, we're going to the Bayou. We, we're, we got the Bucks against the Saints. So, I mean, Tampa Bay obviously losing Godwin for a couple of weeks is, is disappointing, but it, does, it sounds like he avoided serious injuries, and it'll be two or three weeks out. Russell Gage is going to step in and be just fine with Julio Jones, with Mike Evans. I think that this could be a kind of a slog game, but I'm going to take Tampa Bay this one. I think New Orleans was lucky to escape with that game, and the only reason they won is because it was against the Falcons, and the Falcons can't win games like that. So uh, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay in a, in a very close one here. I'm going to take. I'm also going to take Tampa in this one. Um, I'm pretty much going with the idea that the one strength that the Saints had looked bad, and that was their defense. So if their defense isn't going to play well and they're going to make Jameis Winston be the guy, I don't like their chances. Alvin Kamara's got a rib injury now that they're being super hush-hush about. I like Tampa and the boys, and man, 
I know it's just week one, but Julio Jones, holy oh crap. Still got it, huh? I like Tampa and the boys. Charlie, how do you see this game since Tampa is your is your team? I I dra- I had shares of Julio Jones and on every fantasy team this year as my last wide receiver pick. Like you saw the three games that Antonio Brown played last year and he was putting up wide receiver one numbers. I love Julio. He's great. But what concerns me is he missed practice today. You don't know if that's a maintenance thing or if that's, you know, uh, I'd have to assume old age and the fact that he's had multiple injuries that Ru- this guy's not going to practice Wednesday. Russell, Russell Gage also didn't practice today. They're saying that he's got a hamstring thing and Leonard Fournette also didn't practice today either too. So I'm a little worried with some of that news. Wednesday's, the, Wednesday's <laughs> the new Tuesday. I mean, these guys don't practice. They're not allowed to practice anymore. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know if we're going to get too concerned about the first Wednesday of the season, but it is, con- yeah. You I mean you got to at least keep an eye on that. So, Charlie, where are we heading to next? Next, we we're going to New Jersey. We got the Panthers against uh, the one and Giants. Well, let's just let's just get this out of the way. Saquon, baby, is back. He's back. I mean, look. I, let's say I hope he stays healthy for the rest there of the season. Is. But like, he reminded you why he was elite, not just a good running back elite this dude is legit talented and it was fun to watch as a saquon fan as everybody everybody knows as for the game uh, i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna take the panthers because i think both of these teams all year whenever you think they're doing good they're gonna lose and vice versa i think the panthers oh they stink now they're gonna win oh the giants are great now they're gonna stink i think that's just the way it's gonna go for both these teams so I'm going to take the Panthers, and I think Baker's going to have a bounce-back game, but that reminds me to ask you, Simon, that little <laughs> little comment you said about the the gentleman sitting in front of you who... <laughs> oh, oh. So, folks, we were, we were all watching together, and quickly it was made apparent to me that at the table, the other table right behind ours, there was a Panthers fan. Um, he was clapping anytime the pants man started watching. And during this game, I'm watching, I'm watching. And Nick looked over to me. I was like, hey, you see this guy over there? Just watch him. He's, he, he's learning about Baker Mayfield this game. And it's just delightful to watch. <laughs> and it was, I literally, I saw every emotion that I went through over the last three years go through this man in a span of three hours. And it was beautiful. And let me tell you, I, I was not shy when Katie York hit that field goal. I celebrated. Uh, that was, I, listen, I feel bad for that dude. Um, cause he's going to watch that all year long. Um, I'm taking, I'm taking the giants here and I'm taking the giants because if Saquon is back, that Panthers defense ain't stopping Saquon cause they couldn't stop Kareem Hunt. They couldn't stop Nick Chubb. Like that's our Two run. And o, game, huh? Our run game is very good. I think that New York, if they can lean on Saquon, if they can get that kind of performance, if we see vintage Saquon, they're going to have no problem with Carolina. Carolina's offense looked awful outside of those plays. Did you see this? Another thing I saw, Matt Rule said, in the last 35 minutes of the game, they averaged like 7.7 yards per play, which would have been third in the NFL this week. It's like, yeah, but if you took out four plays from the game, you averaged 2.2 yards for the other 46. Yeah, sometimes averages lie. Yeah, like a 75-yard touchdown is going to do that for your average, but like that's not... Those numbers don't tell the whole story here. And that's a perfect that's a perfect stat 
to sum up Matt Rowe as a coach. You think he's good, but then when you really look into it, it's like, what are you? No, this guy stinks. But I mean, the, man, the man's trying to keep his job. We all have said crazy things when we think, oh, I'm going to get fired in a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, let's see, let's see what he says about week five when he's literally out the door. So where are we going to next, Chuck? Next, we've got uh, a battle of the winless AFC South, the Indianapolis Colts and uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, winless yeah so the afc south played in three total games this weekend including and it's three because two of those teams played against each other and they don't have a win between them they suck the afc south just can't get it together um i oh man um i'm i'm gonna take the colts in this one just because i think that they bounce back i think you know, listen, it's the week one jitters. I don't think Houston really showed that they were, you know, he, Jacksonville didn't show anything, you know, too great last week, obviously losing to to Washington. Also, ACL injuries do not exist anymore because James Robinson, still the guy. Achilles. Or Achilles, sorry. It's, uh, it's, it's remarkable. And holy shit, those people who wasted a third round pick on Travis Etienne. Ugh, yikes. What's worse, that or Cam Akers right now? Well, Cam, yeah, tell that to Cam Akers with the the Achilles thing. Um, as for the game, I'm taking the Colts. I don't. Jacksonville's not going to make me think that they're going to win any ball games anytime soon. Uh, there is something I wanted to bring up though. Going into the season, especially in fantasy, Jonathan Taylor was the clear cut number one pick. But Stat Boy Charlie even brought it up. Frank Reich said that they weren't going to run him as much this year, that they're going to spread the offense out a little bit. They're going to, you know, get Naheem Hines involved anymore. And so, like, people were scared to take Jonathan Taylor number one overall because they didn't think he was going to get the carries like he did last year. You know how many carries he got in week one? 31. 31. 31. <laughs> 31 carries. Jonathan Taylor is the new Derrick Henry. And guess what? Didn't help. <laughs> so um, maybe you should. I don't know. Maybe you should get Naheem Hines more involved. But I'm going to take the Colts. And um, we'll, we'll see. I'll, I'll put it to you this way. If the Colts lose this game, I might have to take them to win the division, I guess. Because that whole division sucks. <laughs> I, I, I got nothing. Where are we going to next, Charlie? Next, we're going to Baltimore. We got a battle of the one and O's. The I think this is a pretty good game. We got the Dolphins against the uh, the Ravens. This is a tough one. I think both teams surprised me for different reasons. Miami surprised me because they looked good. Uh, Tua still doesn't. I'm not a huge Tua believer, but he's got way better weapons this year. So I think the Dolphins are going to be okay. I also think the Ravens are going to be okay, even though Mark Andrew fans out there probably weren't very happy with his turnout. Uh, Devin Duvernay, let's not start overreaction Monday let's relax a little look Devin Duvernay was he had a good camp he was involved with the Ravens offense last season this isn't like he just came out of nowhere but the two touchdowns what he had four catches two of them were touchdowns let's he's not going to do that every week so I'm going to take the Ravens at home because that's just what the Ravens do they win games that infuriate me so I'm going to take the Ravens Simon how do you see this oh man I I'm really, I'm really torn on this one. Uh, I, I think I'm going to take the Dolphins just because y- you got to admire the nuts on Mike McDaniel. Because going forward on fourth and seven, and Jalen Waddle turned that into a gorgeous touchdown. Whew, 
Um, I'm going to take Miami because I really do like Mike McDaniel. I, I think that he's creative. He's going to scheme up a good game for this one. Listen, Baltimore looked good. Tyler Linderblom looked great at center, uh, as <sighs> we as we always talk about. The Rav, the Ravens draft draft great. Do you know who else they they drafted? They did, took a page out of Cleveland's book and drafted a kicker last year. Drafted uh, Sam Coke in the sixth round, and he fucking looks great. Like this is what the Ravens do. I think the Ravens are going to be fine this year. I think that they will figure things out. I think this is going to be a very good game. I'm taking Miami here just because I think Mike McDaniel Ooh. schemes something up uh, fun for this one. They got the the. I mean, the talent on that offense is, is exactly. crazy. It's crazy. Um, uh, where to next? We're going to Los Angeles. Uh, we got the Falcons against the Rams. So I fully believe the Rams are going to be up or the the uh, Falcons are going to be up like 13 points <laughs> with like three left in the fourth or in the third and then just lose by 20. I don't know. I I can't pick the the Falcons to win this one. I'm going to take the Rams to bounce back after really kind of getting embarrassed by the Bills. Um I I think that I think that the Rams bounce back even though they're it's not really at home still because nobody shows up to that game. Um, Falcons fans sure as hell ain't going to travel for this team. So I'll take the Rams winning this one, but that running game scares me. We talked about Cam Akers just now. Charlie spent $46 on Darrell Henderson in our uh, our league, uh, you know, 46% of his fab budget. We'll see if that pays off for you. We'll see. Um, but I'm I'm going to take the Rams. I think they get right after this uh, on this one. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm. You know, I'm not going to take the Falcons. I think the Rams will will be fine. Uh, Cooper Cup still got it, and he, he's the guy. He's the guy. He's, just, the guy. he's so good, and he was even like they were even saying like, oh, he had a quiet game. Like he had ten catches, he did not a touchdown, have a quiet and hundred yards. Like, Thirty-one but, uh, fantasy points PPR, right? Yeah, like I. I do not think that word means what you think it means. I don't either. I th- they were. I remember the announcers be like, "Oh, I guess he just had a rough game." Like you guys aren't looking at the stat box anyway. I the only thing I want to say about this game is I'm upset with myself because I took the Rams last week. I'm on the Buffalo bandwagon. I don't know why I didn't think that they were going to smack them around. And if you remember last year, I until they were literally holding up the Lombardi Trophy. Thought the Rams were overrated. I didn't think they were that good of a team, and they kind of showed it in Week One. That I, I I just don't get it from them. And I think Buffalo's a really good team. The Rams aren't, but fortunately for Los Angeles, the Falcons suck. So I'm going to take the Rams to go get themselves at 500. So where are we headed to next, Charlie? Next, we've got the Seattle Seahawks. Against the 49ers. Oh, those pesky Seahawks. Oh, God. Here Gino we go. Smith. You got to feel good for Geno Smith. He looks great. Right? He looks great. Especially because it ain't going to last very long. He looked good. San Francisco. Look, guys, that San Francisco-Chicago game, throw it out. That When the weather is like that, when you're, when you're play, basically playing water polo, not, take nothing from that. That game means nothing in the in the stat sheets in the in the scoreboard in your fantasy except if you have elijah mitchell <laughs> we'll get to that in a second i think seattle kind of shocked me a little bit with the the grittiness that they have uh i don't think it's gonna last long i think san francisco comes out and they they win so they win a little they they, they win in between in between the trenches and especially like you said charlie elijah mitchell's hurt but 
going into the season, we were all like, well, he might not, you know, it's San Francisco. They're going to have a crazy backfield. And Jeff Wilson Jr. probably was the guy that you should have spent your fab on this week because now he's the guy for the next, I don't know, six to eight weeks. So I like Jeff Wilson Jr. to come in seamlessly and get that offense humming. So, Simon? Uh, so I know that you can't take listen you can't you can't take a lot from that game you know overall however I think you can take some things and we'll talk about some of those things I think they're more applicable to the Bears and we'll, we'll get there in a minute as far as this game goes I think San Francisco wins this game I think that their defense is going to come out at home and stop Seattle like you said Geno Smith isn't going to last, although hell of a soundbite, uh, you know, all, all the, everybody wrote you off. Well, I didn't write back. That's that's a, that's a beautiful soundbite right there. Like that, that might have like I take that over urinating down your leg. He, it's it's G- just by a pubic hair. Geno Smith uh, just got himself a, a coaching job under the Tomlin regime with that sentence. Um, I'm, I'm going to take this one. And speaking of, you know, Elijah Mitchell, some of us had the foresight and even before the week started, or before before Sunday's games, I went and I picked up Jeff Wilson Jr., so I didn't even have to worry about fab budget. I just knew, eh, Eli Mitchell, he ain't going to last, and sure enough, he didn't. Yeah. So I I think that San Francisco will be right. I'm excited to see what Trey Lance does in good weather. That's, me, me too. That's, that's really what I'm excited about here. I want to see if he can get it done. Quick question. Did George Kittle play that game? No. He did not. What? I mean, he's doing George Kittle things. He, the man's banged up again, folks. There are only a couple of tight ends that are that were worthy of drafting. I think there, there were three of them, and Kittle was not one of them. So, no. good luck out there because it is bleak on the tight end market right now. Uh, I mean, you could you could always pick up Taysom Hill <laughs> and pay twelve dollars for him. <laughs> Where to next, folks? All right, we're going to we're going to Dallas. Ugh, the Dallas looked awful. Uh, we got the Bengals playing uh, the Cowboys. Yeah, so the Bengals bounce back and they win this one. Cooper Rush doesn't scare anybody. Uh, listen, I've I've been higher on Dallas than than Nick and Charles last couple of years. I, they've got a lot of talent, but man, that that looked brutal. And listen, Prescott will be back in a couple of weeks. If you believe the reports, he's not going on IR. He could be back in as early as three to four. We'll see. Uh, but for now, I, I've got very little confidence. And I don't I don't know who you how many Dallas players that you feel comfortable starting this week uh, just with Cooper Rush in the backfield. But I can't imagine you're taking the Cowboys here, Nick. No way. Bengals win this one big. I was saying that the Cowboys were getting progressively worse as the season started and hadn't even kicked off yet. And somehow Dak getting hurt makes them really bad. But when he was playing, they still sucked. If you have CeeDee Lamb, trade him. Trade him, trade him. Get whatever you can for CeeDee Lamb because he ain't going to have a good year. I will give Jerry Jones a piece of advice. Jerry, I know you're listening. Um, You need a quarterback. There is a gentleman in Pittsburgh, (laughs) goes by the name of Mason Rudolph, played college ball in Oklahoma City at Oklahoma State, and if Miles Garrett is right about him, his attitude will fit in just fine out there in Texas. So just saying, fourth round draft pick, Mason Rudolph. We'll see about that. Where uh, where are we going to next, Chuck? Next, we've got a winless game. We got the Texans going against the uh, 
The Broncos. Oh, the Denver Broncos. <laughs> uh, I said it in the opening. I did not I, like I'm this not, stack. I'm not worried about Denver at all. I think that they, they'll be fine. That's a... I mean, look, Jerry Judy has, hasn't been healthy, so he's got to get some rust off. Sutton's got to get some rust off. Russ is there for the first time. They're, they're going to take a minute to get going. The biggest concern is Javante Williams holding on to the ball, but boy, Melvin Gordon, he's going to be the bane of existence for anyone who has Javante Williams because the guy keeps producing. I think Denver's going to be fine at home. Houston did n- absolutely nothing for me to think that they're going to pull out any kind of victories this year. Um, Damien Pierce. Uh, I, so I, I, I don't I, overreact, but I, I think, yeah, don't, don't overreact. Cause keep in mind, we all fucking know who Rex Burkhead is. And if you listen to Lovey Smith, he said, Hey, we wanted to get Damien Pierce more touches. We got away from that game script. He said this week, we got to give Damian Pierce the ball more. I think better days are ahead if you went and drafted him as your, you know, RB2 or depending on Hurley, you got him. Maybe your RB1, like me. Um, we'll see. But I'm, I am, I am going to, I'm going to take the Broncos in this one. However, Broncos, bad news as well. Justin Simmons, thigh injury on the IR out for at least four weeks. Um, he has been the Iron Man, the one of the cornerstones of the defense at safety. Um, that's that could be that could be bad news for Denver here. Um, I'm gonna take the Broncos though. I think that they bounce back. But can we can we talk about again what happened at the end of that game? Yeah, let's talk about that. like we just talked about how Mike McDaniel's Mike McDaniel. I'm I, I'm praising him for going forward on fourth and seven in the middle of the game. You decide to pass up fourth and five to attempt what would have been the second longest kick in NFL history. History. And, and, and you weren't even at mile high. If you were in Denver, I would have been like, well, okay, I, I guess I kind of get it. At least it's here. But you're doing it. See, come on. What is this? You, I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt and thinking, trying a 64 yard field goal. With McManus, uh, yeah, I guess you maybe that I don't know. I maybe it's just as good as converting the fourth and five because if you don't, game's over. But the game wouldn't have been over had he managed the clock better. They let the time just fly off the off the board, and then and then in a almost petulant child tantrum of a coach move after he misses the kick game's over he still has three timeouts left in victory formation for seattle and that motherfucker's calling all three timeouts his players aren't even trying they stood right up and they were already exchanging numbers for dinner later tonight and you're gonna keep calling timeouts why i i saw something that on the manning cast uh peyton manning called timeout 62 times before (laughs) like it was it was amazing uh just that concerns me more but i was i was really high on i know charlie said he was not confident in the denver stack everyone was praising Cortland sutton jerry judy getting russell wilson i think that they're gonna be fine for fantasy purposes purposes in the end there's a reason that dk metcalf and tyler lockett were so good it was russell wilson russell wilson will elevate they will bounce back Seattle had a chip on their shoulder they wanted to beat the quarterback the best quarterback they've ever had but they didn't like how it went down and i get it and i think that i think that team wanted to win for the fans i think that that plays into it um 
But I think Denver wins this one at home against, again, a pretty uninspiring Houston uh, team. Before we move on, I just received word from Matt Hasselbeck. He said, how dare you? Listen, <laughs> listen, Matt, you 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 could have beat the Steelers. You if you had beat the you Steelers, are? this would be a completely different conversation here, Matt. But no, you the, come the find ref, me. We Who didn't know we had to beat are? the refs, too. I went back and watched that game. Shut up. Bunch of crybabies out there in Seattle. Anyways, where are we going to next, Charlie? Next, we've got uh, the Cardinals going to Vegas. Kyler in Vegas. Ugh. Uh, See him at Encore. I, yeah, I, I I hope for I hope for the Cardinals' sake there isn't a Call of Duty tournament going on that weekend. <laughs> um, I'm going to take the Raiders here. Um, I, I thought they put up a, a pretty good fight, and I thought Arizona looked pretty bad. Uh, like f- Greg Dorch, Dorch, the That's human, who? the human Dorch. Ugh. Um, I I just I, I have no faith in Arizona. I didn't have any faith in them last year. Nothing's changed. I'm going to take I'm going to take the Raiders to get the win in Vegas. When we were at our drafts and going over fantasy stuff, I kept saying, anytime someone drafted someone from the Cardinals, I said, hey, someone's got to catch the ball out there. Apparently, I was wrong. Apparently, no one has to catch the ball out there. Uh, They looked terrible. They looked awful. And I don't think they're going to go to Vegas where the Raiders play tough against a really good, improved Raiders team. And hello, Devontae Adams. He looks good. He looks fantastic. So I'm also taking the Raiders. Uh, where are we headed to on the Sunday night game? We're going to Green Bay. We got the Bears playing the Packers in a battle of the NFC North. R-E-L-A-X, relax. I don't know, Aaron. You guys look pretty bad. Pretty, I, that, did not, pretty. that did not look inspiring. Am I writing them off? Of course not. Aaron Rodgers is still our quarterback. But... Anytime I get to do a little I told you so and pat myself on the back, you know I will do that. Do you know who led the team in rushes, led the team in targets, and led the team in receptions? It was one guy, the same guy, and his name is A.J. The Sauce Dillon. That offense is going to go through A.J. Dillon. But once again, didn't help. I like the Packers at home. I think they kind of right the ship. I, I I think they're gonna once again. They're going to get go. They're gonna start humming along, kind of mid season. I'm not too worried about the Packers and the Bears. I mean, like we said in a monsoon, you can't take anything from that. I'm interested to see what your take is though. So, what I can what I take from that game is two things. I think I mean, Justin Fields outplayed Trey Lance in that game. In the, those elements, he did outplay Trey Lance, and they are playing in the same exact storm. Um, so I, I do have hope for Justin Fields because we all talked about how little Chicago did to help him out. Well, he went out and he beat the beat the 49ers in a game that we didn't think was going to go that way. We, we, obviously, we were not accounting for the weather. Um, but the other thing that I take from that game is David Montgomery owners, you better be nervous. Because Khalil Herbert, he outperformed David Montgomery. And I, I think Montgomery has a place, but we know his injury history. And I believe that Khalil Herbert was drafted to be the heir apparent. And I believe that by the end of the season, there will be a shift in that backfield. And Herbert's going to be the one you want to own. And I, I think that 
I think that's that's going to be a difference maker for Chicago down the line. David Montgomery is going to end up like in Tampa Bay in a couple years or something. You know what I mean? Like he's going to be one of those guys who's going to be written off, and then he's going to have a resurrection for like two seasons. Melvin Gordon. Yeah, yeah, that's or, a good, yeah. yeah. He'll 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 go he'll go and be like a running back committee place, and like like Andy Reid will absolutely. Give him I a think he's a good running back. Yeah, so he at the absolutely end of the day. is. He it's, just needs touches. He needs touches and he needs to stay on the field, and he he is very much. He's very much like a Saquon. Like when he has, when he's healthy and he's out there, he puts it together and he's a damn force out there. But you can't rely him on, on for seventeen games. And Herbert is definitely a more talented backfield mate than he's had in the past. So that's that's why I'm saying be wary if you're a Montgomery owner. Yeah, Khalil Herbert definitely fits the um, Justin Fields led offense better than David Montgomery does. So that is a very valid concern. In the fantasy world, uh, double dipping on Monday night. This is fun. Why didn't we do this opening week? I, I kind of like it, don't you? I, I also, I, I, we're going off on a tangent here, but I thought that Joe Buck and Troy Aikman were doing the Amazon games. They're the Monday night. They're Monday now? night. Yeah, I think, yeah. Isn't no, Herb Street Al, Thursday? Al Michaels, right? I don't remember. No, I, Herb I, Street's Thursday. I, yeah. Herb Street's Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyways, I love Buck and Aikman, so I was pleasantly surprised because that all got shook, shaken up. Um, Charlie, where are we headed to first? On first, Monday? we're going to Buffalo, getting some wings. Uh, we got the Titans uh, going against the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> so, uh, folks, I think one of my favorite things is when Stat Boy Charlie laughs at his own jokes. <laughs> like, and it's because he didn't have any conviction on that, and it was just he realized, like, I'm not selling this joke at all. That was woof. Uh, um, uh Listen, we all know how I feel about the Bills. Um, four they're going to win Super this Bowls. game, right? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, winning, they're winning this game. Bills are definitely going to the Super Bowl and losing this year, folks. Get ready. You're going to hear looks, that for the next look, four they years. They look good, though. The Bills look good. Um, Gabriel Davis. Gabriel Davis, Stephon Diggs. That offense is good. That running game is still, fuck, I don't want to touch it at all. Um, Singletary looks so good in the first half. I don't well, know why they just don't. Lee, like just give him 15 touches yeah i don't know either yeah I, that's that team is you know listen i i appreciate the growth of josh allen i still think josh allen's a knucklehead and he's gonna do something dumb as we watched during that game him almost get killed numerous times like the man's gonna get hurt and up, like up 17 running the ball I don't know, whatever yeah sure <laughs> why not um and you know you gotta re- really feel for uh for james cook there uh, first carry in the NFL coughs it up. Yeah, that's that's rough. If you drafted him as your ooh, this if is a, this is a little Bill, sleeper here. Bill, if, if that happens in uh, in New England, he's not playing until week seventeen. It's a, a, a rookie running back. He might but... not be on the bus back. <laughs> um, but I'm going to take the Bills here. Tennessee just looked bad. It just looked bad against what I know is not a good New Jersey. Team. Robert Woods is non-existent Ten, too. Uh, I'm going to take Buffalo. Obviously, I think Buffalo is. They're just good, and they showed it, and I think they're going to continue the show. Now this one's their home opener on Monday night, Bills Mafia. I, I think the Bills went big time. Tennessee looked like the team that I think that they are, just very mediocre at best. I'm going to say something, though, and I want your opinion. Fantasy Nugget coming at you, Kyle Phillips. Thoughts? Yeah. Yeah, I – so – where I don't think is an overreaction is that we're seeing the downhill slide of Tennessee now. And I don't know. Yeah. I need to see more. I like, I like Kyle Phillips. He, uh, he had a good preseason and he clearly was the, he was, 
he was featured in that offense. So it wasn't like he just came in and like had a couple good catches. Like he was a premier object for for Tannehill. But I will say this about Tennessee: I said it as like my prediction that Malik Willis clock is going to start moving a little bit faster, and that can only be detrimental to the team. So I think Tennessee might be in trouble. But you're right; it's just week one. Let's not overreact, but. I got my eye on that. So, Charlie, where are we rounding out the Mondays? This one's a, a battle of one and O's, too. We got the Vikings going against the the Eagles. Nice nice wide receiver matchup here, too. Well, the Eagle, I like the Eagles. I think that I told you I think they're going to win the NFC. I think they did. They put up some points against what I say is a good, improved Detroit team. They won it. Good teams find a way to win. Jalen Hurts looks comfortable now he's got a target he can trust in aj brown and for those who were sweating the 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 backfield by committee in philadelphia i guess you can stay nervous because sanders gainwell scott and hertz all had a rushing touchdown for the eagles so i don't know if that makes you feel better or worse in the fantasy world of that but i will say i'll give credit to minnesota they look better than i thought they were going to obviously look we don't have to talk about how good justin jefferson is he's 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 really good oh 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 i think we will talk about how good justin jefferson was because i got a lot of shit when i said oh justin jefferson might be the wide receiver one this year cup also put up his week but all i'm saying is that i think that that head coach in minnesota o'connell is going to make a difference and i think that was justin jefferson's best career game like, I don't think that that is against a really good Packers defense, too. Like, it's not like they were playing a trash defense out there. The Packers have a pretty good D. So I I do think that I, I do think we should talk about how good Justin Jefferson is, mostly because uh, I'm going to pat myself on the back there. Um, as far as this game goes. Who are you taking? I'm taking the Eagles. You're taking the Eagles. I'm I'm going to take the Eagles as well. And it's a hell of a wide receiver matchup. Unless you drafted Devontae Smith. And I thought it was going to be his frame that ran him out of the league, but apparently it's going to be A.J. Brown because, holy shit, like, that wasn't even... Quiet game, right? Yeah, the quiet... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, earlier, folks, I I, I accused Nick of not understanding what a quiet game was because we're in the middle of this game, and... Keep in mind, I, I've got my back. I cannot see. Obviously, every game is on in this bar. I got multiple Jets games. We're in goddamn New York. But I've got my back to the screen, and I glance over, and I keep scoring touchdowns. Oh, quiet game from A.J. Brown. Looking, he's got, what the fuck? He's got, like, 10 catches, 130 yards. Quiet means. He wasn't making any. He didn't have any touchdowns. He wasn't making any big plays. It was just like, like, next thing you know, his stat sheet was packed. And you're like, oh. I'm watching this game. I don't even remember him doing anything crazy like that. But look, AJ Brown, I'm, I have a lot of shares of AJ Brown this year. So I'm very, very excited about that. And I stacked them with Jalen hurts in a couple leagues. So, well, listen, and listen, I said last week, I, we, but we, I said last week that I think that the Eagles are going to, you know, be the, the top in the NFC. Like, I think that's, I, I am all in on the Jalen hurts. wagon. Um, I'm sorry, Chuck. I know no, no hard feelings. Um, I'm all in. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the Eagles here to to get it done. So that brings us to our matchups. Where do we want to start, Charlie? You, you're let's driving. Go to, uh, let's go to Pittsburgh. We got Bill Belichick in town. I mean, when the Patriots come to what 
was formerly Heinz Field. It's never a good thing, but boy, have times changed. No Brady, no Roethlisberger. Um, I, I, this isn't a this isn't a pick based around the Steelers. This is a pick based around the the Patriots, and they didn't look good. I think everything that Simon you have been saying about the when do we stop with the Belichick's the greatest coach of all time? Like, what have you done for me lately? Mac Jones, I know he had like a back issue, but he's not on the he's not on the injury list. They their offense looked terrible and their defense was pedestrian. I think the Steelers win this game in a field goal contest, and I think that TJ Watt's absence I, you can't say that. I mean, look, him not on the field makes the team worse. But I think this is a next man up mentality that Pittsburgh has home opener against a, a reeling, declining New England team. I think the Steelers come out with a probably another squeaker by the toe of Chris Boswell. You know, for a while there, the buzz was not back. Last week, it was a fifty-six-yard field goal he tried, and he tried rough. to play the wind. Yeah. And everyone maybe you should have like, drafted Cade York. Everyone was shocked that he missed. It was a fifty-six-yarder, which almost makes the decision in Seattle even more bonkers. But fifty-six yards is long. Listen, I, I, it's not sixty-four. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm taking the Patriots here, and it's more about. Bill Belichick facing Mitch Trubisky, a banged up at best Najee Harris, and no TJ Watt. Like, I I think that you take a little bite out of the Steelers this week with those two injuries because Najee's certainly not going to be at 100%. If he could not go back into the game in a game like that, like, there's no way he is 100% for this week, as much yoga as he wants to do. I'm going to take the Patriots here. I think it will be close. And and listen, I, I think it'll come down to a field goal at the end. Uh, I just don't know for who. Uh, but I'm going to go with the Pats here because I'm just concerned about those injuries kind of taking the toll on this team. Real quick before we head up north on 79, two things that I'm pleased to see with the Pittsburgh Steelers is that the offensive line, even though they're not playing great, seem to be getting better better and when you are terrible to begin with getting better means that you're still bad but you're getting better nonetheless and Mitch Trubisky made a couple plays on Sunday that reminded you why he was the first overall quarterback taken in the draft he's an athletic guy Thomas said it in the press conference he can make plays with his legs if he starts getting comfortable with his receivers especially Pat Fryermuth, I think that passing game might start picking up a little bit. Deontay Johnson looked good. Chase Claypool seems like he's got his head on his shoulders. Don't be surprised if George Pickens gets in and starts making plays for this offense and be, and becomes that spark that Najee might not be able to provide for them. So just saying, keep, keep your eye out for uh, Mr. Pickens there in Pittsburgh. So why don't we head up? To Cleveland, and by the way, for you geography buffs, it's it's really west on seventy six. It's you, you barely go north on seventy nine <laughs> before you go west on seventy six. Yeah, you go up seventy nine. You go to Erie, and then you get head over. No, yeah, I, how, Cleveland. How long do you? 
You got to go to Erie first. You got to you got to hang out by the lake. It's gorgeous beaches out there. This okay, is, yeah. This so is the most Rust Belt rival section we've ever yeah, had. Yeah. But I don't know if you guys heard. I don't know if you heard the sarcasm when I said gorgeous beaches. Erie is a place you go to kill yourself. Um, sorry, but it, it's true. There's nothing to do up there. But oh, pl- oh, please. How many bridges are there in Pittsburgh? Yeah, but that's where you go to kill yourself. But we're winners. Okay. Moving on, <laughs> we're going to the home of Fred Willard. We got the New Jersey Jets uh, in uh, in Cleveland. <laughs> Fred, Fred Willard, yeah, Fred that's Willard. The, that's the Cleveland celebrity. Yeah, Shaker with. Heights legend, listen, Fred Willard. It's, I, listen, I, I I love it. You just not not normally the the place where people go, but uh, you know who else is from uh, Cleveland? Drew Carey, Halle Berry, uh, and yes, Michael uh, Simon. I am heading back to Cleveland this weekend. Oh, Simon Siegel, just for this game, uh, and I am pumped. Uh, going with my brother-in-law. My brother-in-law is a huge New York Jets fan. Uh, shout out, Mike. Shout out, shout out to Mike Dunn. Um, Don't wear Jets gear. I, I th- oh, you can wear Jets gear. No. So, I, dude, that guy that sits in front of you is gonna is gonna I, turn around and I th- I th- say obnoxious. I shit. think I think he can, I think you can wear Jets gear. But a, a Jets Flacco shirt might get you killed. Oh God, Mike! Uh, don't just wear neutral colors. I'm telling you right now, that stadium is just full, like most stadiums are. But it that was I was scared leaving there. As a, I thought, if someone found out that I was a Steelers fan, and this was Ravens week, I thought I feared for my safety. It's, I I like I thought for a little bit about letting Nick wear his Steelers gear, but I, then I was like, no, 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 this can't, this can't happen. This will only end badly. Um, let's, let's, but let's, let's get back to the game at hand here. Um, listen, Cleveland's defense looked good last week. The Jets offense really did not. I think that the Browns do exactly what they did last week. They lean on their run game. They lean on their defense. They make it uncomfortably interesting at the end and then win the game on a Cade York field goal. Um, I'm taking the Browns in this one. They're going to move to 2-0 and for the first time since. Any guesses? Any guesses? 1989. Bernie Kosar. Uh, 2002. 1993. Hmm. 1993. Coached by the man who will be kicking your Steelers ass this weekend. Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's, uh, that didn't work out very well for either of them. Um, look, every ounce of me wants to take the Jets. Every ounce of me. And That's not a just, lot of ounces. And not, <laughs> and not just because <laughs> what, I, got, I got a little head. <laughs> not just because I'm uh, a Steelers fan who hates the Browns. I, I just Cleveland didn't do much. I said this going into the season. If Cleveland's going to tread water before Deshaun Watson gets back, they have to rely on a run game and a defense, which they both possess. And they did that week one. Now you add special teams to the mix. Cleveland going to be okay against teams that are inferior. And boy, do the Jets look bad. Any team that's led by Joe Flacco sucks. Can we just get that out of the way? He stinks. The team stinks. Defense looked awful. I'm going to take the Browns in this game, but I want to move quickly to fantasy and ask you. We know he's allegedly quarterback proof, but if you're an Elijah Moore fan, I know we don't want to overreact. It's the first week, but everyone's breakout candidate. Boy, didn't. So I. 
I think Elijah Moore will be fine. I think that he he looked great last year. I think it was more that Garrett Wilson looked phenomenal. Yeah, Garrett Wilson had a great and, game. And listen, I obviously you you know I'm a fan of the, but I I did not expect him to look as good as he did. Him and Chris Olave, by the way, both looked great. Obviously, Olave got overshadowed by what Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry did down in New Orleans, but Olave looked great. The two of them, like Ohio State, is churning out wide receivers. And it's really fun to watch them take that step to the next level. That being said, I don't think I don't think that you have to worry too much. I think Elijah Moore will be fine at the end. However, what some people who should be worried, and if you were listening to the podcast, you maybe passed on Brees Hall and went with Michael Carter. And I hope you did, because it's still Michael Carter's backfield, and it's still going to be Michael Carter's backfield for a while. And he he dropped that touchdown. He had a he had a wide open touchdown that he dropped. He'll get that right. I I still think Michael Carter's the man. Brees Hall's still figuring it out. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. Simon, you're going to be in Cleveland. Are you going to stop by the jukebox and say hi to all our friends? Uh, I, I might stop by the jukebox. I'm excited to check out Cordelia, hot new restaurant in town in the old Michael Simon Lola space. I'm also going to see the Guardians. Uh, I've seen them here in New York. It'll be my first time going back to the Jake to see them. As they take on the Twins as on the Guardians. Saturday too. No, I, I saw them in New York earlier this but year. Like as the Guardians. in Cleveland. Yes, as in the Cleveland is the yes, first yes, at the yes, Jake. Yes. Uh, as they are the Guardians. Um, they're on a hot streak right now. I'm excited. It's this is Donovan Mitchell's coming to Cleveland. It's oh God, this is it's it's all gonna come crumbling down, isn't it? <laughs> we gotta knock him down. <laughs> uh yeah, so big shout out to all our friends at the jukebox there in Cleveland. Also, big shout out to the the fellas in Auburn who are gonna be hosting all my boys uh this week with the Penn State Auburn game. So shout out to you fellas. Uh, anything before we get out of here, Charlie? The only thing I was going to say is going back to the uh, Mike wearing a jersey to the Browns game. I was hoping for like one of those half jerseys of maybe like Vinny Testaverde Brown. Oh, it's uh, Vinny Testaverde Jet, right? Uh, like, so it's uh, it reminds me of uh, when, Ohio, when Ohio State played Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl. I think it was uh, Brady, Brady Quinn's Quinn. sister was dating James Laurinaitis, yeah, and she wore the half and half jersey. That's it's immediately where my mind goes to every time when I went I, to the. <laughs> When I went to the Bucks Jets games a few years ago, there was a Keyshawn and there was a Fitzpatrick one too. It was wild. Where do you even get those? All right, so okay, them. real quick, who, if I if I can do a, a rush order on this, who are the who do the Jets and Browns have, have they both had on a team? Josh McCown, Braylon Edwards, Vinny Testaverde, Bill Belichick, <laughs> Tyrod Taylor, can Terrell a, Pryor, <laughs> Terrell Pryor, Ooh. Sheldon Richardson. There's some right, there's some options here. I don't, I don't know Josh if I have Cribbs? enough time. Oh, Josh! Josh Cribbs was on the Jets. He's been on everything, man. Ah, jo- Te- that's technically THC. technically uh, Bill Belichick too. Yeah, it's a, yeah, <laughs> Bill, Bill Belichick. Could be I'll on. take a I'll take a, a orange and green hoodie with no sleeves. <laughs> that's the grossest thing I've ever said. <laughs> it's a it's a Hurricanes hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> Simon, what do you got before we leave? Uh, listen, don't overreact this last week. But guess what? Now, after two weeks, that's enough data to start making moves. Now, don't be afraid to pull the trigger next week. We're not going to talk, but listen, Charlie made a, uh, made a bet $46 on Daryl Henderson. I, I, I questioned it a little bit, but listen, so those are the shots that you got to take to win leagues. I did the same thing on Elijah Mitchell last, last year, and it helped me win the league. So don't you, you can't take it with you, and if you're that type of league, be active. Know where you're on the waiver wire. And here's, you know what, one last, one last tip about the waiver wire. 
if you are in a league where, hey, there's a waiver priority and you know you're fourth, then you should have four picks. You should know exactly who and have the same guy. You want to make sure that you catch who you get. If you are not being active on the waiver wire, well, thanks for your donation, folks. Yeah, that's where that's where the championships are won during the the waiver wire. So uh, we will be back next week. Well, I'll be here. Simon, you'll be here. Charlie, you're not going to be here, right? What's uh? Where where are you going to be? Step. I don't. I don't remember. My wife. I did not authorize uh, time off. My wife. Charlie's getting married next weekend. Big shout out to Cat. Hey, Cat. Love you. Oh, oh man, it's going to be so much fun. That wedding you grows is be up a, and you grows up. It's going to be so up. much fun. Congratulations to Cat and Charlie. We're going to be there next weekend. So uh, that's going to be a hell of a time. So congratulations to you. Um, I almost love you guys as much as I love the Steelers, but not quite. Yeah, that's fine. Here we go, Steelers. We'll see you next week. Here we go, Browns. Let's go, Bucks. Go, Bucks.